Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework. You can find us on Twitter as Edgework HQ, and you can find us on the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section where you can see all the picks tracked in real time and how we've done throughout the course of the season as Edgework HQ. We did a quick little rebrand there, make sure everything's reformatted <laughs> and the same. So everything is Edgework HQ. You can find us there. And if you miss uh, any part of it or if you know you're going to miss a day and you want to listen to it back after the fact, you can find us on all podcasting platforms as Edgework there. So make sure to go check it out. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it. No Todd today, uh, so we don't have Todd delivering the props, but we do have his props to give you, so we'll give those out at the end of the show, so don't worry about that. You'll still get those, but Matt, Alex, big weekend of football just passed us by, a bunch of NHL games, but the most important news of the weekend, of course, Bruce Boudreaux finally fired. Do you guys breathe a sigh of relief after you saw that information, or what's go- how, how are you feeling after that? I mean, at what cost? He ruined a man's life just to cash a couple bets for us. But, uh, I thought you were going to say the big news was the Habs beating the Leafs, but I guess you just wanted to gloss over that, so that's fine. Yeah, I tried to just erase that from my memory. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, nice nice diversion there, Zach. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's talk about literally anything else. Well, I had to, okay. do, like, I do a post-game Leaf show. I don't know, if I like, I think we've talked about that, and... Uh, Basically, the entire show was was just spent like, is this even our year? Like, should we just? Is there any points? Like, there's people in the chat for the is whole time life being worth like, living, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, listen, this is a bad game. You played really well for the first twenty minutes. You played terrible for the second period, the third period. We can't base the two periods that were horrible on. We can't like determine the the season on this and be like. We sh- there's no point of trading our draft picks because we just lost to the Habs on Saturday night. And I'm like, what are we doing here? So I had to deal with that for like an hour and a half. I I, I just didn't want to have to handle that from Alex today. Zach, listen, the, the, the piece of advice I can give anybody out there is time heals all wounds. Okay, <laughs> listen. You mentioned Todd not being here. He's on a beach somewhere. He's in the he's chat. In the chat. He's in the chat. <laughs> he's in the chat. There we go. He's, he's, he's on a beach in the chat, which is arguably the worst combination a human being can possibly have. Uh, <laughs> he's away this week, so I'm responsible over at the score for writing the uh, his his daily bets uh, column. Uh, I go zero and three last night, right? Which in the in the moment feels like losing to the Montreal Canadiens three to two in overtime but you just have to let time pass and we're going to get over this and you're going to get over a mid-january loss you know honestly probably pretty soon it's just you know you're only as good as your next day right so we're going to come back today we're going to hand out some winning bets the toronto maple leafs are going to win another hockey game at some point they're going to get into the playoffs and well i'm not really sure what's going to happen once that once that goes down that's what you have to sort of worry about you don't have to worry about a saturday in january time heals all wounds you're going to be just fine comment section must have been electric in that 0 and 3 best bets article listen electric. I, we, I don't know if this happens regularly because i don't bet totals regularly but this one jumped out at me under six and a half toronto and new york last night and i beat that market by a goal like that thing oh, ended yeah. up closing five and a half with, I believe, juice to the under last night. 
So like, yeah, so money. I uh, gave it. out uh, the under six yesterday on the, on the show. Process yeah, over results, right? You're good. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, we it was six and a half in the morning. You know, first thing in the morning when I wrote it, and like <laughs> five goals in the second period, and you just sort of shrug your shoulders, man. So like, you know, yeah, process over results. You know, there's what thousands of games. We're gonna bet hundreds of games this year in the NHL and sports in general. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to play a lot of games this year. So, you know, we're going to be all just fine, including my guy here who's just rolling right on through. The show. <laughs> well, I appreciate the uh, supportive words there, Matt. I, it was pretty down in the dumps after Saturday, but, you know, had to battle back. And uh, if you guys are watching live right now, feel free to throw comments and questions in the chat. I'm seeing some good stuff going on right now. Uh, uh, Jeff McBride saying, Todd over three and a half pina coladas. I think that would be, yeah, that number's going way up. Open that one way too low. And Todd's saying, happy LA Kings Tuesday to all those celebrate. But um, on that note, let's talk a little bit about the playoff picture as things are going right now. It is really interesting to watch because we've gone through most of the season talking about how the West isn't that strong. And the West has all these things up, uh, up for debate of who could get in. Meanwhile, now... The East is going to have a little bit of controversy as things get going because you've got a couple of teams hovering around playoff spots there uh, with the Islanders, the Panthers, and the Sabres. Sabres now uh, on a three-game win streak, three points back of the Penguins. I mean, closing right in on them with the same number of games played here. Alex, what are you seeing about the Sabres? Is it worthwhile maybe taking a look to see if there's any prices on them making the playoffs this year? So the reason I brought this up was because I wanted to uh, I wanted to give out a bet on the Sabres not to make the playoffs. And then I saw it lined at minus 500. And I was like, okay, well, I'm probably not <laughs> going to give out that bet. So I think uh, maybe, if anything, there's value on the other side of that. But, like, for me, the Sabres, like, they're a fun, fun story, a fun team this year. And, like, they're only going to get better. Obviously, they got a lot of really good young players. And, like, their, you know, their time, their window isn't quite now. But, uh the thing I've noticed about them this year, so I kind of did some digging into it, like they beat up on the league's basement teams and their schedule has been pretty easy so far. So like there's 12, six and one against like the quote unquote lottery teams, which is like, you know, teams like that are pretty much out of the playoff picture. Um, 12, 13 and two against teams still realistically in the playoff picture with 50 plus points. So they have a lot more games to go still though against, the good teams, right? Like they've got a lot of those easier games out of the way. So like against the league's top teams this year, they, uh, with like teams that have like a 625 points percentage or higher, they're three, nine and one. Uh, they have 15 more games to go against that group. So obviously, you know, first half of the season was a bit easier. Um, of those three games though, like you look at last night, they beat the stars. That was one of their three wins, right? They managed a 41% share of the expected goals at five on five generated five high danger chances, allowed 15 to Dallas. And, like, that's been a theme for them against the big teams. And you look at those three wins in total. That was actually their best win against one of those good teams. Because you look at those three overall, like the other two were against Vegas and Boston in December. Um, their expected goal share in those three games combined is 33%. And they've uh, been out chance, a high danger chance, 40 to 15. So, like, there's nothing that suggests they're going to suddenly turn it around and start beating these top teams, which they're going to need to do if they're going to get into this you know, into the playoffs because it's not like they just have to like stave off the teams below them. They actually have to make up ground. So given like the way the schedule kind of maps out for them over the second half of the season and like their results so far, 
I just don't see how they're going to be able to make up this ground and get in there. But like, if you're a Buffalo fan and you hate hearing that, like it's only going to get better because this team is, is pretty, is pretty stacked with some great young players. And like the, you know, the next few years are going to be a lot of fun for them. Well, and this is the difference between, you know, sports betting content and just sports talk radio, right? Because sports talk radio, you talk yourself into the Buffalo Sabres potentially making a playoff run, right? WGRs, uh, you know, on fire oh, on a daily basis. open the bulldog, baby. Right? The bulldog's <laughs> just running, you know, running around the streets, just fired up about it. And then, like you said, you look at the betting market and it says minus 500 next to not making the playoffs. And you go, oh, okay. So if this is actually not going to happen yeah. or, you know, very unlikely to happen. And, you know, thanks for mentioning, of course, the game last night and their woeful high danger chance rate and, and five on five. That was one of the three losses that I had yesterday as yeah. well as they go 15 to five in even strength, high danger chances. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a slightly below average hockey team that does well to not just beat the bad teams, but beat them handily, right? Yeah. Because they can score. And those teams that they play can't take advantage of the fact that the Buffalo Sabres best goaltender is Craig Anderson at this point in time, right? <laughs> like the good teams should be able to take advantage of it. The stars are ringing pucks off the post left, right and center last night. So they didn't, weren't able to take advantage of that in regulation. So, you know, again, like that's one game, like you mentioned, Sabres just not getting it done most of the time against good hockey teams. That being said, like, you like them tonight, Alex, against the Blues? Like, not a particularly good It's a, it's a, it's good, a good segue. It's a good segue. I, I, do, yeah. uh, I do have a bet on that game for sure. Okay. Yeah, well, we can get into that game there, Alex. Uh, you were looking at uh, the Sabres here tonight against the Blues in St. Louis in this one. Uh, right now, it looks Buffalo coming in at plus 115, 116 there. Shop around. You can find some better numbers. Uh, St. Louis favored at home against the against the Buffalo Sabres tonight. What are you looking at here? Yeah, so I mean, just talked all about it, how they beat the bad teams. Um, the Blues don't quite fall into like bad team territory. Obviously, like with their injuries lately, they've been a bad team. But you know, if you read up on the uh, if you read up on them, you know, Tarasenko and Krug are probably expected back in the lineup tonight, so they should get those reinforcements. But then it's like kind of like you know, one step forward, two steps back, because now Buchnevich missed practice yesterday lower body injury that's been lingering he's questionable do they risk him i'm not sure either way like if he plays or not if he doesn't play it's an absolute banger if he does play i still like the sabers here though um yeah I, I mean like it's it's a bonus if he misses out but you know upl is starting um matt just mentioned how anderson is like the better goalie of the two but like i think there's a little bit more to it like anderson's played very well so i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna slander anderson in any way but obviously he got the start in the first leg of the back-to-back so upl goes tonight he's been playing a lot better lately so obviously he missed like the first month and a half of the season um let me pull up his thing here uh so his first six starts when he came back from injury, kind of getting back up to speed, saved 6.25 goals below expected. So a pretty brutal mark over six games. Um, and then in 12 starts since, he saved 5.87 goals above expected. So he's done a lot better of late. And he's, you know, he's been kind of that goal you expect him to be in. The Buffalo needs him to be if they're going to pull themselves back in. Because, like, God bless Craig Anderson and his, you know, his track record and his, his tenure in this league. But, like, he's not the guy that's going to carry you into the playoffs down the stretch. They need UPL to get hot. They need him to be the goalie that he was sort of drafted to be. Um, and I think that he's been playing a lot better. And, you know, 
getting the Sabres at, you know, plus 115 in this spot. I'd go plus 110 even. I would play it at. Um, I think this is just a good matchup for them. This is one of those games that they typically go out and win. Alex, do you think he's the number one the rest of the way and that maybe him starting this game was more to buy him an extra day upon his return? Because I know the expectation was that um, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, um, was supposed to start yesterday for... Yes. So for... Yeah, yeah, so... you know, but if if UPL is coming back, it's like, well, let's give him another day and move Anderson up to start this game. But like, do you think he's going to get the the you know most of the starts down the stretch here? Or is I think he gets Anderson? every chance to run with the starting job. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they're handing him this job right now, but like it'll potentially like a bit more of a timeshare right now. Um, I think it'll still shade towards UPL, and then like he'll have every chance to like fully take over that crease and start like you know maybe seventy percent of the games or something like that down the stretch. Okay, cool. I do have a question for you guys. I know we weren't necessarily prepped for this, but um, if we're looking at the Sabres, they're on the outside looking in of the playoffs. are kind of sitting here saying, yeah, we don't think maybe they'll be able to jump in there. Looking at a team like Florida, they are tied with the Sabres. They're tied with the Islanders in points. They do have three extra games played on Buffalo, on Pittsburgh there. They do kind of feel like they're heading in the right direction a little bit, at least just to, like watching them. Uh, I've like I've watched our last few games here. Like it looks like they're getting things going. Yeah, is that a team? Like it always keeps coming back to, you and it's it's everyone that I've heard. It's talking with you guys. It's talking with the other guys on the other shows. There's one reason that people continue to put a doubt on them, and it's the guy standing behind the bench, Paul Maurice. But is there any way they can overcome that? Or is it just kind of like, no, I don't think that that could potentially happen. I, I thought you were going to say in the crease, not not Paul Maurice. Um, well, I was going, like, I would lean to the crease, but it's it's looked better. Like, it hasn't been as detrimental as it was to start the season. And like anybody I've kind of heard from at this point is being like, well, Paul Maurice is still their coach. Right. I, I, I guess the Paul Maurice thing, while totally valid based on his entire time with the jets nobody was a big bigger fader of the jets than i was during that period of time but all i can sort of ask of the coach is get the players to uh play in a way where they are you know sort of plus ev at even strength right and then you get into you know sort of the penalty kill and the power play and all that sort of thing most of the time that's kind of you know a coordinator assistant coach type of a role too and so as long as the motivation and all of the stuff that's in the stew, if you will, gets a team to play at sort of a 55% expected goal share type of a rate, right? Like those sort of top five, top mm-hmm. 10 metrics that the Florida Panthers have. And then you go, okay, well, are they getting the goaltending that's going to allow that to become, you know, into fruition, actual victories. And that wasn't happening at the start of the season. And now it's happening a little bit. Like even this Alex uh, Lyon, Leon, I don't know the pronunciation because I just found out he was a human being two, two days ago. A lion. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> Alex Snoop Lyon. Um, you know, he comes in, he plays like just average goaltender for a couple of games and they win those games. Now, last night, you know, notwithstanding, that's the third one of the 0-3 night. Uh, because yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be out in a dumpster somewhere consistently backing this Panthers team, hoping that they eventually, from somebody, people that I know or $10 million goaltenders, or you know, people I don't know are $10 million goaltenders, like eventually they're gonna get average goaltending and this is going to sort of they're gonna catch up to where they're supposed to be. So and the baseline has come up a bit. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And so it has come up a bit. And so have the victories, right? They were, I think, like five and two or something, or six and three or something like that going into that game last night, right? So, like, it's coming along here. I don't know that the goaltending will ever be good enough to go on a 10 game winning streak or something along those lines that, that the Panthers of last year and the year before would do. But that's all what we're kind of waiting here for. And it isn't, right. you know, it's not like Paul Maurice has this team all of a sudden playing sort of sub 50% even strength hockey the way that, you know, he did basically for what five years there for the jets towards the end and the talents there like on any given night where yeah. they can easily go on a heater get hot down the stretch and make the playoffs and like for me it's more like i'm also worried about the teams they're chasing like i'm worried about washington i'm worried about the islanders like there's yeah. these aren't teams that necessarily inspire a ton of confidence right now or at least lately so mm -hmm. like there's definitely a path to them getting in and just completely destroying the Habs hopes of a second lottery pick. So uh, <laughs> I, I kind of, you can see it coming though. Like you can see it coming. There's a lot. And I think they're going to be a little bit better as much as I dislike Maurice. I think they'll be a little bit better equipped to play in the playoffs under Maurice than they will, uh, than they were, you know, last year. Yeah. yeah so if enough. they do get in. Yeah, I was just curious. I, I look at it and I'm like, they're right there. They're finally like kind of clawing their way back in. And I mean, I got my perfect result the last couple of days too, if you want to look at it that way. Beat Florida in OT, so they take away the point and then uh, helps get Montreal a little bit further away and then lose to Montreal in OT. So yeah. the Leafs still get a point and the Habs get two. Like that's... I couldn't even I celebrate mean... Saturday. I was like, this is, this is a joke. Like, what are we doing here? So I thought guys, that was my silver lining. We got the red pit lick goal, though. <laughs> yes, as, yes. As absolutely thrilling as the battle for the first uh, draft pick overall is. A uh, quick betting question here for you. They're minus 110 to reach the playoffs. You know, I don't know. Maybe there's some value there. Maybe there isn't. Given what we know about the Panthers from a talent perspective, if they make the playoffs, aren't don't they become sort of this incredibly dangerous C team? And instead of maybe betting them, betting on them to uh, reach the playoffs, should we maybe looking at them to win the conference at like some crazy price here? You know, 16 to one right now mm -hmm. that in between the Penguins, the Capitals and, you know, sort of just shorter than the Islanders teams that I don't think we're all that you know concerned about, you know, getting all that far. Yeah, that's, guess, that's a way better bet, in my opinion, for sure. Then, yeah, than just yeah. like a minus one. But the one thing is, like, you need to hope that they avoid Boston and like they get to play. They they would probably need the top wild card spot, but they're volatile. Like that's what you can, you know, that's all you can ask for. They have the talent. It's like, will the goaltending be enough? Right. Like it can be if like, you know, Bobrovsky heats up or Knight heats up or whatever, like then they have a chance to make a deep run, but like, you know, the range of outcomes is just massive, but like, Hey, if you're getting them at 16 to one to win the conference, it's probably the best price you're going to get the rest of the season, unless they like, you know, completely fall off a cliff and are basically, you know, uphill climb to just make it, but yeah. yeah at which I point would, you'd lose the, the make the yeah, playoff bet anyway, exactly, right? At minus one ten. So yeah, I would definitely much rather take the shot at like 16 to one or something for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's look over to the Western conference here, what they got shaken up. That playoff picture over there is pretty interesting as well. But uh, tonight we got a game between two teams in the Western conference, Winnipeg heading to Nashville to take them on. Uh, and we got a little bit of a head-to-head -head going on here tonight. So I'm interested to hear both sides of this one. Spoiler but to alert. tee this up. Um, <laughs> Nashville, see, like it's interesting you kind of brought that up in terms of looking ahead at the bet there and could Florida be a team that is potentially dangerous in the playoffs. Like Nashville, I was had to talk about it last night in the game because, of course, like Leafs fans are looking at players to go and pick up. And I said, Nashville's not that far out 
in the playoff picture on that side in the Western Conference. And they have that one weapon that you just can't overlook in UC Soros. Like, you cannot look past that, a team having a goaltender like that, uh, and how dangerous that could be down the stretch if, uh, or once they get into a playoff situation. But right now, they are five points out of the playoffs, but only three back of Colorado, who is a team that everyone is kind of sitting here saying they will get in. Uh, now, that, that being said, Colorado is three games in hand on Calgary and Edmonton, who are both ahead of them right now. Nashville, 6-4 and four in their last 10, 3-2 and two in their last five, having taken down Calgary, Columbus, and the LA Kings, and Winnipeg, uh, second in the Central right now, one point behind Dallas. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10, uh, two-game win streak, but both of those wins coming against lower-tier teams in the Sens and the Flyers. Matt, I'll let you take the floor first here. Uh, what side of this battle are you on? Well, it's all, I think it's always more fun when Alex makes all these salient, you know, really good points, and then everybody's all fired up and ready to bet on the Jets, and then I come in and go, wah, wah, wah. But I can lead the lead the charge here, and then Alex can wah, wah, wah me. Um, I have Listen, I have the Predators as a better team than the Sabres, the team that, you know, we've obviously mentioned. Certainly this season from an even strength standpoint, I have them better than the Avalanche, which again is why the Avalanche are in this sort of quasi predicament that they're in right now um i have the preds favored in this game ever so slightly uh i shouldn't say that slightly but by 55 45 type of a margin here's how i kind of get to those numbers in sort of layman's terms the jets are a much better team at home than they are on the road i have them at about sort of a 53 47 against an average team at home and it's the inverse 47 53 when they go on the road and now they go on the road here against the predators who you see saros as you mentioned is a half goal better at home than he is on the road right so that's going to kind of tip my scales even a little bit further when you know i mentioned that the predators are this you know better team than a couple of these other teams they're still only about slightly above average so if i'm talking about the jets against an average team I'm probably talking about them against the Predators, right? Like the Predators are a pretty good example of an average team. And so if I kind of look at the Jets like they're 47% on the road to beat an average team, then at plus 100, at plus 105, there's even some plus 110 available out there at a place that I've never heard of. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm I'm going to take the Preds at anything with a plus in front of it in this game. Now, I also look at the Jets' schedule. And this is their fifth game in eight days of an eight of a five game, eight day road trip. They just won a couple of games uh, against honestly, not that particularly great competition uh, and kind of a long road trip from a from a travel standpoint. Right. Like up Montreal through Canada into Philadelphia, then now down to Music City. This isn't exactly like a southern only road trip. This is kind of a weird outlier situation. Meanwhile, the Predators in that same time frame have played like two games. So it's a well-rested group that has their best player playing better at home by a full half a goal here. Uh, And I'm getting plus money on the Predators against a team that I don't think is particularly good on the road. So at at the end of a road trip, by the way. And they'll go home, they'll play three home games and then have the all-star break. This is kind of a really tough spot for the Jets to get up for. And again, a situation, a matchup that doesn't necessarily favor them based on the fact that it's being played in Nashville. It's funny, we kind of, uh, we're like the embodiment of the market here. We're like the Jets actually did get bet up a little bit earlier today. And now 
the Preds reached a certain price and now the Preds are getting bet back down. So like, we're kind of, you know, in that same. Which happens a lot in these head to heads, yeah, right? Yeah, it does, like, it I does, go head to head with Todd a lot and Todd's like, oh, I'm on them at minus 115 from a last night price. And I'm like, well, I've waited until all that price is gone. And now I'm on them at plus 115. And we're right. like, okay, we're both kind of in the same zone here. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, even just from like a, just specifically like today perspective, right? But yeah, I mean, this is, this is a big moment for me because I bet on the Preds a lot this season and did not end well for me more often than not. It seemed like when I was on them, I would get the, uh, the sorrows, not so much trying games. And then I would bet against them and sorrows would black out and, and get a shutout, which bodes really well for your Predators bet tonight, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, this is kind of an interesting, uh, there we go, Todd. So we got a, a, <laughs> A two a two on one here. And oh, there we go. We got a three on one. <laughs> it's an interesting case study for me though, because the Jets are kind of like um like you can't factor in the priors as much. We talked about that before with like the Marie stuff, right? And then obviously you look at like the large part of this season and they didn't have Nick Ehlers, right? So like it's kind of like probably their best player. How do you like value their numbers pre Ehlers, post Ehlers, and obviously small sample size with Ehlers. So kind of a bit of a difficult, uh, a bit of a difficult thing to quantify. So, but for me, I mean, with Ehlers back in the lineup, this team has been lights out. Um, you know, they're, I think they're, they posted a, uh, I can pull it up here, like a 55% goal, uh, expected goal share or something like that over those 10 games with him. Um, they're generating a lot offensively. And now they're facing a Preds team that, you know, over the last month and a half is just getting absolutely caved defensively. They're giving up a ton of chances. I think they're bottom three or bottom five in the league and expected goals against per 60. Basically just relying on Soros to just bail them out of, of situations and games where they just get kind of caved in for a while. They're able to kind of hit on the counter, so to speak, grab their goal, grab a two couple goals and like and just which, ride it out. Right. Which, which is, sounds familiar when we're talking about a team. Exactly. Jets too, right? yes, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, at least the Jets have passed for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, is this a case where like Soros can go do the exact same thing and to me tonight and I lose my Jets bet? Absolutely. Am I terrified of that? Absolutely. But I just think that given, you know, their numbers with Ehlers in the lineup and their numbers overall this season. Um, I think this is a little bit short for me, especially now that it's been bet back down to this range. Uh, minus 115 is good. Minus 120 would be good too. That's probably sort of where I would go as high when, as I would go with it. I don't know if it's going to get back up there anyways, though. When they lost 4-1 to one with Nick Ehlers in the lineup at, at Montreal last week, was that just a matter of the Canadians and the and the Habs magic and the go Get in front of the, of the Habs train and you're going to get run over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Maurice uh, Richard just yeah, taking care yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I've had really good success betting Jets games this season. I know Zach's got a montage of clips from me on the show <laughs> queued up. Let's just listen to this. Zach, you got that? No, you don't have that queued up, Zach? Uh, okay. Sorry, no. Fair enough. Uh, but, you know, either being on the Jets or against the Jets uh, this season. So I'll put my sort of undefeated, I think it's 4-0 and in Jets games on the line tonight. And if I lose, I'll just have to be 4-1. and So well, I'll... It's, it, honestly, it's kind of like that, how we talked about like KC and Jacksonville this weekend, how like KC is just a better version of Jacksonville. That's kind of what it feels like with the Jets and the Predators too. Although the Jets are playing much better hockey under bonus now, but like kind of similar, they've been like the same team for so long. We're like, you know, hot goalie, not the best five on five metrics. And now the Jets are kind of pulling ahead there and they have a bit more talent, a bit more firepower up front. Morrissey is blacking out this season. I don't know like what bonus did to him, <laughs> but he is incredible. Um, so Norris, yeah, yeah, I just... 
Yeah, Norrissey. Um, so yeah, that's just for me. I just think that the I think the price is a little bit short on the Jets. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like I have the Jets as the better team, but the home road splits are something of a concern yep. for me. And again, it comes down to a numbers play. If I think they're forty-seven percent against an average team on you know on the road, and they're going to a team that plays well at home, or at least again, Soros, I can expect a little bit more than average uh, at home. Then yeah, I'm going to get plus you know a plus price on it, and I'm going to take it. Yeah. All right. Well, the most shocking news of the day. I checked the game notes. There is LA Kings hockey. There is no Matt Russell LA Kings bet on the list tonight. What happened there on the uh, on the LA Listen, Kings Tuesday? The market's caught says. up, man. The market has caught up, and that's fundamentally what we're doing, right? It's a series of buy low, sell highs, right? So we had a team that was, you know, not being priced correctly. Whether that was Tuesday nights or every night, you know, I'm only invited on Tuesdays, so I can't, I couldn't tell you whether whether Thursday night kings are a valuable proposition either. Um, yeah, numbers fair, man. I mean, you know, part of that is the fact that they're on the road at Philadelphia and they're priced as a favorite. You know, at minus one forty was the open. Now it's down a little bit. I can sort of understand that because if I had to bet something, I guess it would be Philadelphia. But honestly, I just think it's fairly priced. So, you I'm know, Kings Tuesdays are going to have to wait till next week. I don't think we have a goalie confirmation yet for the Kings, right? Honestly, at this point, they're all so bad. At, like what's? But Copley is like next level bad right now. Yeah, and like, it's, and that's oh, the thing. It's, we, it's difficult to to trust the Kings right now. So I wrote about the Predators Kings matchup on Saturday, taking the Predators. A lot of the sort of same premise, honestly, for this the game against the Jets. But you just look at Copley, and you're like, oh yeah, they've got this guy, and he's and he's got it sort of figured out. Like December Copley was that, January Copley right. not so much, right? And so if yeah. they're gonna if you're gonna price if the market's gonna price the Kings with competent goaltending based on what they did and what Copley did in December. But we're going to get sort of Jonathan Quick goaltending in the form of Copley or in the form of Quick. Then we have to go back to where those prices were when I liked the Kings. Only we're not. We're pricing them sort of higher. And I'm out on that concept. What was it, like two goals in like 45 seconds or like 35 seconds the other night against Nashville that uh, Copley allowed to start the game? Yeah. And then the Predators we down that inside up. Of a minute. I was, yeah. was going to be in a dumpster somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you you do have a bet on a team in the western conference there who is on the road tonight uh the san jose sharks taking on the detroit red wings why do you like san jose tonight matt uh i think san, san jose is going to be sort of the crappy version of the florida panthers for me where again it's like okay. i'm not going to ask them to go on sort of a 75 percent winning you know percentage run here at the end of the season but we got to get something out of the goaltending at some point. Reimer is sort of the best case scenario for the Sharks, which is kind of like the Sabres and Craig Anderson is really just kind of a bummer of a sentence to say out loud. Uh, these two teams are basically equals to me. Billy Huso is honestly no different than James Reimer. Uh, the Sharks have honestly the best unit of the of the group here is the Sharks penalty kill. So, you know, if they gave up a bunch of power play goals and the even strength metrics that the Sharks are actually better than the Red Wings, if those don't sort of bear fruit uh, or they get sort of canceled out by the fact that the Red Wings score some power play goals, that's going to be an outlier to me. And so at plus 130 in a game that I think should be basically 50-50, I have the Sharks 48.6% to win this game. At plus 130, that's 435 there's a little edge there worth betting. Nothing all that complicated. I think these two teams are pretty much the same. 
Give me the Sharks at plus 130. And let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that we get a decent James Reimer start, which honestly we haven't in a little while. So he's due, maybe? He's due. I love factor. the due factor. <laughs> yeah, I love the due factor. Due factor. We got a, we got a decent start last week when we uh, we backed them against the uh, Coyotes, though, no? Was I on that game? I don't remember if I was me? on that game. That might have just been you. So, um, yeah, if you could bet on this, that would be great. Yeah. I, You know what? I do like <laughs> I do like the Sharks tonight. It's Sharks or nothing for me. I haven't bet the Sharks yet, but it is definitely Sharks or nothing for me there. I'm like, I I, I probably will end up with the betting Sharks. And there you go. Yeah. So money. Well, especially <laughs> after that. Well, now, now I have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Sharks are, again, they're the, low, they're the bottom half le- uh, Florida Panthers for me, right? It's just win me 40% of the games, whereas yeah. the Panthers, I'm going to need to win like 65%. To... Just how could you bet against Ben Chirot? That's the only thing, right? so good (laughs) (laughs) i do want to shout out to people in the chat uh connor hartle saying he's on the sharks as well connor also mentioning copley stinks right now because he starts every game give him a rest yeah that's fair enough uh so thank you to everyone who's uh, active in the chat and uh todd if you're still in there this might be the point in time where you have to uh, turn this off because i don't know if you're gonna like what you hear Matt, you're going with the Vegas Golden Knights tonight against New Jersey? I was only doing it because I didn't think Todd was going to show up in any way, shape, or form because I don't <laughs> want to disappoint my guy. I, uh, I tried to do this in secret. You guys have blown my cover. Uh, at plus 150, yes, that's, that's what we got to do here. Uh, everybody's jumping off the Golden Knights bandwagon. Honestly, since Christmas break, it hasn't been that bad. I think they're like five and seven or six and six on the money line, something along those lines. But they've actually been playing decently defensively, limiting high danger chances. I think it's just them and Carolina that have allowed fewer than 100 high danger scoring chances at even strength since Christmas. So it's not that bad. The other strange thing in all of this, and I don't know, this only kind of, I should have probably known this before uh, this morning. The Golden Knights are way better on the road from a winning percentage standpoint than they are at home. This team that has the alleged, you know, Vegas home ice advantage is, I think, 14 and five, something along those lines on the road, whereas the Devils are basically dead even uh, 500 on the money line at home. So it's not like they should be feared going into New Jersey. And by the way, the Devils are in like the mid 20s, I think 23rd, 25th, something along those lines in their expect uh, expected goal share since Christmas. So as hot and as awesome, and we all just showered them with roses for the start of the season that they had, and all of that was full value, hasn't necessarily been the case, at least from an even strength standpoint since the Christmas break. And that having, you know, having happened about a month ago and being the sort of clean break in the schedule is kind of where I'm using a lot of the sort of recent uh, metrics, you know, because that's kind of a nice clean spot that has, you know, 10, 15, 20 games, uh, something along those lines uh, as we get closer to the all-star break. So um, yeah, don't love the way the Devils are playing necessarily. Don't love them at home and like the Golden Knights um, playing some good defensive hockey and a pretty good road record. So at plus 150, you know, I I, I certainly don't have them 40% to win this game. I think it's closer to 50%. All right, and last game before we get into the props here. Uh, (laughs) No, Todd says in the chat, don't blame you. More likely to play Vegas than New Jersey at that price. There we go. That's basically Todd saying (laughs) that he's definitely going to bet on the goal. That sounds like a consensus to me. That is a a signed confession from Todd at that point. Uh, Last game before we get into the props and wrap it up, Todd's list of props. Um, Matt, 
new coach in Vancouver. Yes. Huge favorites tonight at home against Chicago. You're fading them. What's going on there? Yeah, honestly, just wanted to talk about this for five seconds. It's going to be longer yep. than that. Breaking news. Um, <laughs> normally, right, we do the thing in hockey. Midseason coaches are getting fired left, right, and center. You know, most seasons. I don't know how this was the first coach fired. Congrats to so money and Alex. Um, <laughs> and, and you go, okay, well, we have to back the team because they've got they've got a new coach. But normally, what happens in these midseason firings is there's people like picketing on the streets to get the coach fired. Everybody has yeah. blamed the coach for a terrible start. The team has quit on the coach, right? This is obviously a very different situation, right? I think I don't know whether the team. From a team standpoint, I don't know if they were trying as hard as they possibly could for Bruce Brudeau, but I also don't know that they weren't. I think they just stink, <laughs> particularly defensively. And I don't think Rick Tockett in one day is going to turn that around, nor do I think this sort of saga is going to have some like huge piece, you know, relief off of their shoulders because unlike the situation where, oh, good, thank God we got rid of the coach, like that guy was brutal, the fans, the media, the community – is up in arms about how the organization handled this whole situation, right? Except for JT Miller, apparently. This isn't, maybe JT Miller goes <laughs> he's, off. He's thrilled. And so I wrote today, like, maybe the Blackhawks lose this game because they're bad, but this is also a Blackhawks team that's six and two in their last eight games, and they're not feeling everybody's tanking, you know, narratives and all of that sort of thing. And listen, the Blackhawks as an organization with, you know, Kane and Taves at least playing, like, they're going to be interested in going to Vancouver. They always are, you know, years and years later. It's not like it's not like the players on the team. I mean, obviously, I think, what, like 17 out of, out of the 20 of them weren't involved in that sort of rivalry from years ago. But at least the leadership was. So they're going to be up for this game. Again, they're feeling pretty good about themselves, whereas the Canucks are feeling pretty bad about themselves. And honestly, if the Canucks were capable of better defensive play and hanging on to leads and good quality goaltending, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we would have seen it at some point earlier on this season. Because again, this isn't a situation where everybody demanded that the coach get fired. This was something that was, a, you know, the writing was on the wall since basically the summertime. So don't rely. I guess the point is don't rely on the new coach bump when three guys wanted to fire the coach instead of, you know, three million people. Right. All right. Fair enough. So we locked those in. So far, official plays for today that we have uh, San Jose plus 129 money line Vegas plus 156 Buffalo plus 118 Chicago plus 198 so uh got uh some big plus money bets there today and uh those will continue with our toddy prop section Todd not on the show but we will close out with the list he sent over and these will be tracked uh you got to give me like five minutes after the show. If I'm reading them out, I can <laughs> fire them off in real time here. So give me a second after. They will be tracked on there so you can see them in case you miss them. But go through them real quick here. David Pasternak, over four and a half shots on goal, plus 105. Brandon Montour, over two and a half shots on goal, plus 100. Kyle Connor, over three and a half shots on goal, plus 120. Trevor Zegris, over two and a half, minus 102. Nico Heischer, over two and a half, minus 114. And finally, Alex Petrangelo, over two and a half, plus 108. Well, Zach, 
Zach, I think there was one cut off there. It's a uh, Sergey Tequila over three and a half <laughs> minus five hundred. I think he's got there at the, at the Miguel bottom. Mimosa. <laughs> I think that line is short. I would be I would be good to play that up to like minus ten thousand. So <laughs> I feel like I feel bad only giving out two bets on this show. We've got like six from Matt and five from Todd from Mexico. So <laughs> I don't know. It is no, it we're is. good. We're good. Quality over quantity. We're not. We're not forcing them. No, that's what Alex, it's all about. Alex, you can take the Habs at plus three hundred. That counts for like three bets if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, interesting question. Are the Habs the worst team in the NHL right now, given their injuries? Like, are they favored on a neutral? I mean, you're not getting neutrals in hockey, but obviously, like, say, are they favored on a neutral over like a Chicago or I mean, maybe Columbus is probably the worst team in hockey. Even though they have a, a yeah. little bit of talent on that roster, that team is horrible. But like, they got to be bottom three with all the guys they have out right now. I mean, I think the Anaheim Ducks are on line two calling in. But I think uh, a different question I, is: Montreal the worst team that you're absolutely comfortable with betting on at some of the prices that we get this team? Obviously not tonight because it's the Bruins, and the Bruins, you know, by rule don't lose hockey games. Yeah. Um, which is why Jim <laughs> Montgomery is still the uh, favorite for Coach of the Year. And if you didn't think I would get in, the fact that Dave Haxtall is now the second choice for Coach of the Year at plus 800, you're sadly mistaken, Zach. <laughs> they um, got to be getting close to favorites to win the Pacific, too, at this point. That division race is, is pretty spicy. And God, they're right there. They're right there, there. If there was only some sort of show that you could have tuned into during the holidays... <laughs> But you're going against your cause here with uh, a Vegas win maybe hurts you a little bit. Listen, short term, long term, yeah. time heals yeah. all wounds. <laughs> Zach is going to be fine. The Seattle Kraken are going to be fine. The Maple Leafs, that's debatable. Montreal. Huh. <laughs> no, you know what's crazy, though? I mean, this is not really. I just was looking at the sta uh, standings and stuff again. Boston is so far ahead of everyone. It's, it's, it's like to the point of comical. Like I, no. I looked at it and just started laughing. I'm like, the next closest team is uh, teams are Toronto and Carolina. They're 12 points behind them. 12 points. People <laughs> like, are keep saying that this is unsustainable and the regression and whatever. And like maybe they get some regression in goal from Olmark. I don't know, but like this team is actually unbelievable. Their their roster is loaded. Yeah. Are they gonna go out and get like a Bo Horvat or something like that too? Or like I don't know, like Taves. Imagine Jonathan Taves. You know, Taves Bergeron, Krejci right there. That like. This like I don't know it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a chalky team to bet on in the playoffs but like kind of hard to go away from them. If the Boston yeah. Bruins get Bo Horvat, I'm going to be on the beach uh, in Mexico and I'm never coming back. So <laughs> let's just get that out on the streets right now. Never again. Yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. Like I looked at him, just they don't even if they're not winning, like they're just well, we'll pick up a point, like. They yeah. just find you a got way. Charlie Every McAvoy night. dancing through teams like it's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and from a betting standpoint, and I joke about the the Kraken Hackstall thing, but the important thing is that it, you know, as long as Hackstall gets into sort of the second choice, and oh. for Montgomery, eventually I'm going to have to bet on Montgomery just to sort of get get a profit on on both sides right like that is sort of a salient sort of betting you know piece of advice the whole point of the the hackstall bet was that he was somehow lumped in with a bunch of guys who were yeah. going to be on the streets at the end of the season <laughs> and now they're at least the kraken are at least getting not acknowledged for the job that he's doing 
And the idea was that at some point, like this historic Boston run wasn't going to be historic because I don't know about you guys, like I like betting against the concept of history and outliers and teams doing things that is basically unheard of. But as long as Boston keeps winning, like I can't even deny that if they win 65 games this season, that yeah, okay, he should probably get coach of the year. So, you know, I got to sort of manage that when it comes to, okay, let's just grab a piece of both guys here and get out alive here but i you know i think right now it's the it's a two-horse race yeah uh, i feel like there's a lot of people who don't necessarily like grasp that concept with futures but like no matter what happens in this market now you made a very good bet even if the cracking tail off brutally over this like over the last like 30 40 games whatever like this was still a very good bet because you put yourself in a position to do a lot of things with it now yeah, yeah. exactly and also alex i watched that columbus game, uh, team play last night and they are very bad so johnny goudreau just like got his money and just like guys i'm done like i don't know it's 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 embarrassing that he went there to begin with um oh my god it's like this team is brutal and connor bedard should not go to columbus like don't make him (laughs) go to columbus come on we can't do that to him but worth mentioning, if somebody you know somebody wasn't super locked in on hockey last night and hasn't checked the scores and just listened to the way that we just talked about the Blue Jackets, overtime loss. Like you know, oh, I know. so so anytime we get sort of worked up about results in a hockey game, just remember that the you know the, we just talked about the Columbus Blue Jackets like that, and they were and you could make the case they were a penalty shot, a Goudreau penalty shot away from maybe you know yeah, winning that game. Like, who time. knows what happened? Um, <laughs> but you know, again, that went to overtime. So like. Who knows yeah. of any of this stuff, man? Who knows? If uh, if they cared about winning this year or doing anything this year, then Larson would have been fired a long time ago, and we would not have been celebrating that Boudreaux firing. So it's a good thing that uh, I, we owe them a little bit for just completely mailing it on the season from an organizational standpoint and an on-the-ice standpoint. All right, well... If you guys enjoyed the content today, make sure to hit like on this stream. You can also subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Turn on notifications by clicking that bell so you get notified every time that we go live on this channel, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And if you want to track the bets or you want to see what they were after the fact, like when I go and log all of Todd's shot on goal props here, uh, you can find that on the bet stamp app in the find better section as edge work there. Guys. Thank you for uh, your time today. Thank you to everyone in the chat who joined in, participated. Greatly appreciated as always. Good luck on your bets tonight, and I will see you guys next Tuesday.